You know, this Christmas season that, that we we're all in the midst of, that we're all going through, um, we started talking last week about how who Jesus is, the person of Jesus, what child is this, is something that should bring us joy, something that should bring us excitement, something that should um, give us encouragement. At the same time, the last couple of years, um, <clears throat> you know, the last 18 months, if you will, have really brought a lot of grieving, a lot of loss, a lot of... Uh, you know, whether it's decline in health, loss of a job, um, losing a loved one. And so as we kind of take this last month of the year, I want to look at God's Word, and I, wanna, I want us to be encouraged. I want us to look at God's Word and, and, and be excited because of the promises of Jesus that come with His birth, because who He is, the essence of His character, the nature of His being— is what makes Jesus so special, is what makes this time of year, is what makes being a follower of Jesus just such an incredible thing. And we celebrate that. And that should bring us a sense of peace. It should bring us a sense of comfort and joy. Because Jesus coming to this earth, it's not something we should take lightly. And I think we do. I think we do take it lightly. I think with all the other stuff that comes along with Christmas, we take lightly the fact of what we're really celebrating and the fact that Jesus came to this earth, and in a world that is unstable, in a world that is falling apart, um, I think for us to center our minds and our hearts on the birth of Jesus and the promises that come along with that helps us to center on all of the things that are the complete opposite, <laughs> on, on stability, on, on love and joy and generosity and peace, on all of the things that are Jesus. So we've been looking at this verse in Isaiah, and we're going to continue to look at this verse throughout the course of this month. And it's Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And this was written about 700 years before Jesus was born. And we see these characteristics here, these, these traits, are not his name specifically, but more who he is and describing aspects of his character, but these are also gifts to us. And I don't know if we look at it that way enough. These, these aspects of Jesus and who he is, these are gifts to us because as we talked about last week, he is wonderful and he is our counselor and he is also a wonderful counselor that we can lean on at any time. And so as we look at these things, and we think about the season that we're in that we call the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and it is in, in a lot of ways because of the holiday uh, stuff and all the good cheer and all of those things. But I think that it can be for us as believers and should be for us as believers because of who he is. And so as we looked at this one and we looked at this one and we looked at the co combination of them last week, today I want to look at who Jesus is in relation to him being mighty God because he is the mighty God. And this should be encouraging and uplifting to us today in many ways. Now, when, when you think of the word mighty, and I say mighty, you might think of some different things. You might think of Earth's mightiest heroes in the Avengers. You might think of the mighty Thor. You might think of mighty Morphin Power Rangers. If you're like me, you think of the mighty ducks. Quack, quack, quack. But this isn't the flying V, all right? This is way more than that. This is, this is not just 
This is not just, you know, confidence that comes from those things. This isn't just the against all odds mentality that comes with those things. And those things are fine. And that's all, that's all good and great. No, no, no. This is the mighty God. The mighty God. And this is who we serve. And this is who, who loves us. And, and the word mighty that's used here, it's, as it's translated, uh, has, has really kind of a, a military connotation in many ways. It's meaning strong one or powerful, valiant warrior. Um, it, and it's really um, known as the one who fights for his people. Because let us not forget that Jesus, the mighty God, fights for you. He fights for his people. He is fighting for you. And he has already won the victory, by the way. He has already won the victory. And we're going to be talking about that here in a minute as well. But he is all-powerful. And the way that this word is used here, it's also used a few, ver a few chapters later in Isaiah chapter 10, verse 21, where the prophet actually uses the exact same phrase in regards to Yahweh. And so it's also speaking to the deity of Jesus, the absolute deity of him. And so it's, it's also got this uh, connotation of accomplishment, the power of accomplishment, because the mighty God and what he has done, and at the time, right, the Jewish people are looking forward to what he is going to do, what the Messiah is going to bring, what he is going to accomplish. We have the privilege of looking back at what he has already done and walking in that victory, which we can already do. And so the power of accomplishment of what Jesus did and has done and is continuing to do, all wrapped up in this baby that's born in a manger, that is not just the Son of God, but he is also God the Son. And I'm not diminishing the phrase, the Son of God, don't get me wrong, but he is not just the Son of God, which is awesome and unreal in all, every sense of the word, but God the Son, right? The second person of the Trinity. The fullness of God dwells within the Lord Jesus. And that can never be said of any mere human baby. And so let's not make the mistake that Jesus is just some awesome prophet and this great guy that walked the earth because he is so much more than that because he is the mighty God. It says in John chapter 1, verse 3, it says, through him all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. And this is referring to Jesus. And so we see that no crisis is too big for him. No problem is too big. No issue is too big. He is mighty God. And he's been there since the beginning because he is the mighty God. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 2. We're going to look at a very uh, familiar passage, I'm sure, to everyone. Uh, you can also follow along in the Bible app if you're uh, watching online as well. Uh, you can uh, search for Connect Church in Akron, Ohio, and you can find us there. Um, and you can follow along with, with the notes as we really look at who he is in the mighty God. And so I want to look at uh, beginning in verse 8 here in chapter 2 of the Gospel of Luke. It says this, there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. See, this wasn't just an event. This wasn't just a moment that was like made the shepherd's day. They weren't just like, oh, this was cool. No, no, no. <laughs> this was an arrival that changed everything. And it changed everything for us too. But good grief, it changed everything for these shepherds 
in this moment. Everything changed. This was a miracle moment. And the shepherds, the most ordinary and the lowliest, were the first to be a part of that. Think about that. Anyone here, anyone here feel worthy to be the first ones to hear this news? Yeah, me neither, <laughs> right? No, nobody's raising their hand on that one. I can't, I can't imagine. And they probably, I, I don't know if they even knew that at the time. I don't know if that really sunk in for them just because of the majesty and glory of it all. But I, I mean, after the fact, think about that. The first, the very first ones to hear about it. And isn't that just so God? The ordinary, the ordinary interrupted by the divine. That's a great definition of a miracle. The ordinary interrupted by the divine because he does it all the time. He does it all the time. When God shows up, it always seems to be in the ordinary and unexpected moments, which is why we tend to miss it often is because we are in that ordinary, unexpected moment and we don't really expect God to show up right then and there. And sometimes we blow right past it. But God takes those ordinary moments and he disrupts them in ways that can only be him. And sometimes we let those moments pass right by with technology and, and things like that in the world in which we live. It is so easy for us to just overlook amazing things that God is doing and little things that he does and blocks that he throws for you and all those different times that God is so clearly involved but we are so looking the other way and not even looking at the glory and the majesty that maybe is right there in front of us because we're distracted by something else. We get wrapped up in ourselves and we get involved and in, in, in too worried about our wishes and our wants and miracles then come when, when we least expect them. We're saying, I, I, need, I, need, I need this money tomorrow. I need healing now. I need, uh, you know, I, I need this, this, this terrible moment to pass. I can't take it anymore. Something has to change today. And then we look at a verse like this in Galatians chapter four. It says, but when the fullness of time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who were under the law, that he might receive the adoption, that we might receive the adoption as sons and daughters. So I want you to look at this. When the fullness of time came, at just the right time, at just the right time is when Jesus showed up. The Jewish people had been wanting the Messiah and looking for the Messiah and praying for the Messiah for years and years and years and years and years. And at just the right time, at just the fullness of time, was not their time. It was God's time because he knew when the right time for that to happen. And it was going to happen. And it's not the way that they thought it would happen, but it's in the fullness of time, in God's right time. And we get wrapped up in our, in our stuff and wanting God to show up in our timing with what's going on in our life. And we forget that God doesn't need reminded that our need is urgent. He is the mighty God. He knows. He doesn't need reminded that your need is urgent, but he wants to hear from you as, as, as his child. Obviously, we can pour out our heart to him at any given time, but think about this. Trusting the when is often more difficult than believing the what. 
Think about that. Trusting the when is often more difficult than believing the what. Because trusting his timing, let's just call it what it is, y'all. Trusting his timing, it's one of the most difficult parts of our faith. I say it all the time that being a follower of Jesus is the most difficult thing you'll ever do in your life. And this is one of the most difficult aspects of it is trusting in, in his timing because we're human and we're fallible and we doubt and we can trust right now and 10 minutes later we don't. And I'm just as guilty of this as anyone else. But think about this as we constantly need reminded and I wanna remind us today of the mighty God. I want you to look at the first two or three titles depending on how you wanna look at it or characteristics together and see what we have here. Right, because we talked about he, how he's the wonderful counselor. So as the wonderful counselor, he makes the plans. He makes the plans as the wonderful counselor, but as the mighty God, he makes the plans work. As the mighty God, he makes the plans work. Not your plans, his plans. Not my plans, his plans. He makes the plans work. All of his wonderful plans will be carried out with all of God's infinite might at just the right time. And don't you forget it. And then there is this little baby with all the strength of God, the power of God in those tiny little fists. He has strength we cannot understand. He has wisdom and omnipotence of God that we'll never get our head around. And the unlimited power that's wrapped in cloths in the most vulnerable state possible, yet whatever he wants to do, he can do. That is the mighty God. That is what we celebrate this time of year. It's what we should celebrate every time of year. Let's keep reading. Verse 12. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. So mighty God in diapers. Not exactly how we thought it would be but miracles come in surprising ways. Miracles come in surprising ways and we want a miracle the way we want it. We want God to show up in a miracle in the way we want it but it might not be how we think. It might not be when you know, you pray for God to show up in your finances and, and instead maybe he gives you more hours at work. And maybe you're not really thinking that, that that's the miracle that's showing up, but it is. You pray for instant healing, but instead maybe it comes through the doctors or maybe it comes through a way that maybe you didn't expect that doesn't seem like the, the right answer at the time. You want a big flashy sign that says Go. Or you want a big flashy sign that says, do not pass go, do not collect $200. And God doesn't give you that. He rarely gives you the flashy sign. Trust me on that one. But instead, he comes to you through a whisper. Comes to you through a whisper from, from him, maybe, maybe through scripture, maybe through a message on Sunday, maybe, maybe through a godly friend's advice. Maybe it's, a voice from heaven that you want, but, but instead he speaks to you through an amazing song during worship. I know I've had many times in here where God has just hit me over the head with a two by four with a song. Been times in my car when just the right song comes on and I'm like, okay. And I'm sure you've been there, done that. 
But God will speak to us. And he will bring in the fullness of time, in his time, not in ours, in surprising, powerful, miracle-working ways because he is the mighty God. And so we should be trusting and leaning into that fact that Jesus is the mighty God. So let's keep reading. Verse 15 says, When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what has been told about them, uh, what, what has been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. So they spread the word. They went out and, and, and told people because they had an experience with the mighty God. And you know, when you have experienced the mighty God, you don't keep it to yourself. When you have experienced the mighty God, you don't keep it to yourself. I, I would fail to believe that all of us here at one time or another have had an experience with the mighty God. It may have been a small whisper. It may have been glory in the heavens. But when you have an experience with the mighty God and you see the mighty God at work, it's really hard to keep it to yourself and we shouldn't. I want you to notice in the, in the scriptures that we read, I don't know if you've ever picked this out, but from the angels to the shepherds, the angels didn't tell them to go see Jesus. They didn't actually tell them, go see him. They just said, hey, he's here, woo! They didn't say go. They chose to go. They couldn't help it. They weren't told to do it. They couldn't help but to go. And after, they couldn't help but share it. And you know why? Because they had been beat up just like you and I by the enemy. They had been beat up, they had been, they had been crushed and they had been hit down and they had been waiting for a savior. And all of us, every single one of us needs a savior because there are enemies that are fighting us that we can't battle on our own and we try and try and try and try and we can't battle them on our own and only the mighty God can battle our enemies for us in ways that we will never be able to because we will never be able to walk in victory without the power of the mighty God because he has defeated all of our enemies. And at the same time, all of our enemies really end up falling into just a few categories. And these are all here in scripture because the mighty God has defeated all of your enemies, death, sin, Satan, the grave, hell, and eternity. These are eternal realities that you can't do anything about on your own. And this is not something to be kept to ourselves, right? The mighty God, Jesus, he rescues us. He redeems us from our eternal realities that we have no control over and can do nothing about that we will never be able to defeat on our own. And what better gift to give and to share with those around us this year than the truth that the mighty God has defeated our enemies and all of the eternal realities and that we can walk in victory because of what he has done for us. What an opportunity we have this year and every year, quite frankly, and every day as followers of Jesus and as witnesses, as we're called to be his witnesses, as it says in Acts 1.8. An opportunity we have, and let me give you an, a specific opportunity that you have this year, and that's Christmas Eve. 
This is a great opportunity to invite people to church that would not maybe darken the door any other time. But Christmas is a great excuse and a great reason for somebody to, to come to church. And we've got two Christmas Eve services at five and at seven for people that need to hear the good news of the mighty God, of Jesus Christ, of what he has done, and to see what child this is and what that really, really means in their life. And so I wanna challenge you And even if you can't come yourself that night, I I realize some of us have family obligations and all those kinds of things. I get it. But there may be some people in your life that you can invite and you could hand them a card. We have cards out there that you can use as invite cards. We have a Facebook event that you can use to invite people here. I want to challenge you to take a card or send an invite. And I want you to think of a person right now. Choose someone right now that you are going to give it to that needs to hear the good news of the mighty God, that needs to be encouraged in that way and could be here and to be a part of of one of those services at five or at seven. I want you to look at this passage in Hebrews chapter one. It says, and now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. God promised everything to the son as an inheritance. And through the son, he created the universe. The son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And he sustains everything everything by the mighty power of his command. When he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor, the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. This shows that the Son is far greater than the angels, just as the name God gave him is greater than their names. See, because he is the mighty God, because he is the mighty God, he can take care of the things that are bigger than you. He can take care of the things that are bigger than me. He can take care of the things that, that are just intimidating you right now and are weighing you down. And can I tell you something that I think you know, but you need to hear it? What intimidates you does not intimidate him. What intimidates you does not intimidate him. There are plenty of things that intimidate me. There are plenty of things that freak me out. You know how many of those things freak out God? Zero. Zero of those things, whatever it is you're thinking of, it's not big enough to intimidate the mighty God. You know, it's funny. The older we get, the smaller our heroes become. Think about that. Here's what I mean by that. Sports figures maybe characters that, you know, in comics or whatever that you really look up to, Um, movie stars, actors, Jedi. But it's so true. The older you get, the smaller your heroes become in that way. But can I just tell you something? That the more I walk with Jesus, the more I lean on him, the longer... I worship him and and learn about him and the more time I spend with him, the bigger and bigger he gets in my eyes. As Mike sang with us earlier, I've seen the evidence of his goodness and it just continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger because he is the mighty God. He is unlike anything else in this world. And he is, he, he came for you and he is here for you.
because he is the mighty God. And that's why the connection point for the day is very simply what we have been saying the whole time, and that is that Jesus is the mighty God, and I think we need to be encouraged by that today. I think we need to, to really lean into that this Christmas season and to really keep our arms around that idea because he is the mighty God and he deserves our absolute reverence. He deserves our genuine faith. He deserves our supreme love. He deserves our unconditional obedience. And he deserves our dedicated service and our sacred worship because he is the mighty God. And to reject Jesus is to reject God himself. And to reject God himself is really to reject life itself. The mighty God is here for you. And if you don't have a relationship with him, man, this Christmas season could not be a better time. I don't know what you've been waiting for. Maybe you've, maybe you've heard the gospel a thousand times and it hasn't made sense to you. Maybe it's just a thing you've heard over and over and over again. I pray the Holy Spirit is pushing in on your heart and on your life right now in a way that maybe you've never heard or felt before because you have the mighty God who is fighting for you, that is in your corner, that wants the best for you. And trusting his timing is hard. I get it. Sometimes trusting the timing is harder than trusting what, what he's actually going to do. I understand. But let's not forget that Jesus is the mighty God, and that's what this is all about. Will you bow your heads? I know the worship team is going to join me up here and, and, and lead us in another song. And as they do, I wonder if you would just kind of close your, close your eyes, close your mind out to anything other than just the power of Jesus and the mighty God and what he has come to do for you. God with us came to this earth the almighty God and he loves you so much and if you don't have that relationship with him I, I pray that today would be the day that you would make that decision that you would, you would be able to walk out of here and know for sure that you're going to spend eternity with the mighty God with God almighty Father I love you I thank you I thank you for the moments that you intervene in our lives that we don't give you the glory for that we don't give you the praise for God, I thank you for the miracles that you do in our life that we just blow right past. You are God Almighty. You are the mighty God. And we praise you and we worship you. And we owe you everything because you gave everything for us. I thank you that we can know for sure that we're going to spend eternity in heaven with you one day that regardless of what's going on in this world regardless of the of the junk that the enemy loves to throw at us and hit us with that weighs us down God you are more powerful you are almighty 
and the whole world will shout your name and shout your praise one day. We're so thankful to be a part of that because you are great. Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would continue to move through this room, that if there is one here or one watching online that doesn't know you, Lord, today would be the day of salvation. In Jesus' name.